0: Hey guys, so excited for this episode. This episode is with Suzanne Jeffries and she teaches us a couple ways to be more energized and to find more energy in our everyday life. Suzanne Jeffries is a teacher, speaker, certified nutrition therapist, and Tai Chi black sash instructor. She's passionate about empowering women to nurse our bodies and minds so they feel great, look great, and live great lives. She's a wife, mom of three, stepmom of four, and has seven amazing grandkids. She loves food, fun, fitness, and animals, especially dogs and horses. She and has been living in Estero, Florida, where she teaches and speaks to groups of people who are interested in natural solutions for better living. Guys, so excited for this episode. Check it out and let us know what you think. Hey guys, I'm Dawn Penzak, and i created a self-care program that helped me get my health back when teaching and life just got way too stressful. I truly believe teaching does not have to be hard, but you've gotta have the right tools in place to help you tackle the stress, overwhelming demands, and crazy workload with a smile. Ready to feel better, lighter, more focused, and have a great year? This is the Calm and Resilient Teacher Podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. With the hard work you do every day, you deserve to be happy. Hey Suzanne, I can't wait for this session today where we're gonna talk all about three super simple ways to increase energy. Now take us back to the first couple years as a teacher because I'm so excited to to find out that you were a teacher as well, is that correct?
1: It's absolutely right. And Dawn, I'm so excited to have this opportunity. Thanks for inviting me to share with you and your people. I love teachers. I've been a teacher my whole career. I've just taught a lot of different things. And um, I got to tell you, people who have a heart for teaching, it's a huge gift. We give people, we influence people. And yet at the same time, it's really important we learn how to take care of ourselves while we're doing that. So I learned that years ago. I was a teacher. I started as a first grade and kindergarten teacher. I'm going to say 28 years ago. Wow! Uh, I got a master's degree in education, and I really wanted to work with young children because I wanted to teach them to love to learn and to love to read. Really coming from the place of believing that knowledge is power, and when we can access information, when we can read, and we can ask good questions then we have a lot of of ability to really take control of our life. So that's really what we got started in teaching. And I was proudly in the public school system in New York for about 10 years.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I I remember those first couple years teaching and, you know, thinking that – I was literally changing the world, like waking up every day. I had this idealistic view of everything where, and I was also in New York. I was in Manhattan, but um, waking up every day thinking I am, I am doing these amazing things and I'm going to teach these lessons and all these kids are going to listen and I'm going to change their lives, right? But it wasn't quite the reality, right? Um, so much of my first couple years teaching, I, I think I was too exhausted to even, to like know what I didn't know, you know? So I still woke up every day and I went to school and I I tried to have a smile and and teach my students, um, but it was exhausting. It was so tiring. I mean, I remember like coming home to my apartment, falling asleep, dressed in my clothes, like not even washing my face or brushing my teeth and like, passing out of my clothes and then waking up confused. Like, wait a second, you know, what happened?
1: Yeah, sometimes just just horizontal, totally crashed. And sometimes I would even wake up like two or three in the morning a little disoriented, like, hey, what, how did that happen? Yeah. I get it. It's exhausting. It's, it's really, it consumes a lot of energy to teach, especially, well, I think every day we go in and teach and we share. And especially I think when we're working with children and there's large groups of children we talk about group energy and group management, it can really deplete us for sure. Let me ask you, what age were you teaching? Remind me.
0: I was teaching 6th, 7th, and 8th.
1: Okay, so a little bit older than me, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. and um, my second and third year, I started a program through AmeriCorps, where my sixth graders kind of like developed a, a tutoring program for reading at a nearby elementary school. So, that was really interesting to interact with the younger children because, you know, for the most part, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, it's just different issues. Yeah. Um, I totally hear you with the energy, but a lot of times it wasn't necessarily like super energized. It was more like trying to get them excited and, and to get them energized and, you know, interested. Um, yeah. But, when, when I was working with the younger kids through the reading program, Oh my gosh the buzz of that classroom was I mean just after an hour of being in there it was like oh like we gotta walk back to school and decompress and it was hard so I give you guys a lot of credit for working with younger children because I know how much different it is you know it's all different all every age has their um, their own unique challenges but energy wise like you said being with that buzz all day and being with that energy all day um, especially if you're introverted is really going to, to deplete you. So sure, let's jump sure. to, to these simple tips. Now, I love that you're bringing us simple because I always tell the teachers in the common resilient teacher community that you know to, even though teaching is tough, wellness doesn't have to be hard. We just have to be intentional about it. So share with us your first tip, your first simple tip to help teachers increase their energy.
1: I would love to do that. And I have to say, I love that you're saying simple. I'm all about simple. I'm going to be completely transparent. I used to be all about complicated. Like I could get through anything, bring on those challenges. I don't know if any of your viewers or your um, followers are like that. I was like, bring on the world. I'll change the world. You know what? I'm 56 years old now. I'm like, simple's good because I find that we get overwhelmed really easily. Really easily. I mean, as teachers, between the, the curriculum, the guidelines, the mandatory state testing, the children, the specialists, the parents, the administration, the ever changing assessment tools, it's so overwhelming and we can get very depleted. My path as a teacher took me to actually learning Tai Chi. And Tai Chi, I don't know if you're familiar with what it is exactly, it's actually a moving meditation, it's a type of martial art that we call internal. And it's internal because we're not um, working to build up body strength and be stronger. We're not doing push-ups and high kicks and things like that, which I've done that too with Kung Fu, loved it. But this is very different. This is a martial art where we're actually learning to conserve our energy, to relax our bodies, quiet our minds, and smooth our energy out so that we can function better with less stress and overwhelm. So as a teacher and also as a parent, I had, when I first started my first head teaching job as a a first grade teacher, um, I was newly separated with a three year old and a nine month old. I mean life was nuts. So I was very fortunate a couple years later to find Tai Chi and just to know, especially as a type A personality, you know, go, 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 that with Tai Chi I could manage my energy and avoid depleting myself with some very simple things so the first thing i'm going to share from tai chi is the idea of chi chi is energy it's our life energy and back in china where tai chi was created 1800 years ago by a Taoist monk named chang Song pong um, back then the belief was that we're all born with a specific amount of finite amount of life energy chi and the only cause of death was that we ran out of chi Wow. Just like running out of gas. So meaning that back then in China and still to this day in circles where this is the belief, and I got to be honest, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, the cause of death isn't necessarily a heart attack. The cause of death is that we didn't have enough chi to recover. Because so I think we all know people who've recovered from heart attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cause of death, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily being hit by a car, it's that we didn't have enough chi or life energy to heal from that. So, with that perspective, what I think I love the most, on and what's really helped me as a teacher and in other areas of my life, is that my chi is therefore precious. Mm-hmm. It's really important for me to honor my chi, to respect my chi, and when I'm coming to a decision, geez, what do I, you know, I need to do 18 things. What do I need to prioritize? which one is going to help me conserve my chi? What is the simplest way to move forward, working smarter, not harder? Because I want to move forward, accomplish the tasks I need to accomplish, help the kids I need to help, reach out to my family, friends, and yet in a way that honors my chi and conserves it. So with Tai Chi, the idea is work smarter, not harder. Come from a place of conserving our own energy. Does that make sense?
0: So when a teacher is looking at, you know, the... The 50 things on their to-do list. Um, would they would they look at the 50 things? Let's say, like, brains up all their tasks. Hopefully, they have a digital to-do list. We talk about this a lot, um, but would they look at their tasks and then kind of um, monitor how much energy each task would take, or what would be the easiest way to get this done or this done?
1: That's an awesome question. I love that. There's a couple different ways to approach this. I think it really depends on what the person needs at that point. I like to think about being kind to myself, being gentle with myself. Remember, my life energy is precious. So what I what's worked well for me, and listen, back 28 years ago, there were no digital anything. Paper, pencil, baby. Paper, pencil was the way we did it. It was nuts. I'm so glad we have those resources now for teacher. But when, what I would suggest is if there's something urgent because there's a firm deadline, like there's no way you can't not do that, I would prioritize that first. Why? How is that kind to ourselves? How does it conserve our energy? Well, if you put that off to the last minute, or let's say if I put it off to the last minute, which I did a lot of because I was so overwhelmed, um, then it would create stress in my life right? It would overwhelm me. If I wasn't organized, it created more stress. And guess what stress does? Stress uses up a lot of our chi, a lot of our energy. So if we look at something like, okay, I've got 80 things to do, 50 things, 10 things, what I would start with, where are my deadlines, my hard deadlines that I must, you know, maybe it's something to get ready for the standardized testing. Maybe it's something my principal wants. Maybe it's something, you know, an IEP I have to get in for a child, whatever that is, put that into the calendar then say, okay, that, that just has to be done. Then I would go to the next level of things for me. The next level would be, what would be the easiest for me to do? Like what can I just knock out without too much effort? Because I don't know about you, but for me, when I, you know, can check something off my to-do list digitally, not with your (laughs) post um, I feel good. You know, I feel a little like, yay me, I got something done. And then it moves me forward to doing something next. So again, I would look at what has the hard deadlines that are non-negotiable. I would probably backward engineer that where, okay, if I've got in two weeks, I have to have my kids ready for this standardized test, right? I've already been working towards it for a long time. But the next two weeks, what's the most effective way I can help my kids with that? It would be simplest what's the next and most effective way. So go first by the deadline and then by what would be the easiest way for us to reach that. Again, how could I be kind to myself and conserve my energy and maybe even help my kids learn how to conserve their energy too. That would be a fabulous way for um, kids to learn how to go through school because we all know how stressed school kids get too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So what about tip number two? What's next on your list of goodies to share with us?
1: Tip number two would be nourish ourselves. Now, I'm in addition to being a Tai Chi instructor, and I have been for 28 years now, um, I'm also a nutrition therapist. And they might sound a little different, but they really go hand in hand because it's really kind to myself to nourish my body well, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I used to go on a million diets and yo-yo and be exhausted and stressed and then get inflammation and have digestive issues and you know, then binge on kettle-cooked potato chips, which are still my personal favorite, not going to lie. <laughs> uh, but especially when I was stressed, right? Stressed when I was overwhelmed, I just grabbed that bag of chips and bulldoze through it. Um, but now what I know is that it's important for me to nourish my body. So just a couple of really simple ways to do that. Well, first, let's define terms. Nourishing means nutrients, right? And nutrients are just things that our bodies can't create um, that our bodies need for energy, for fuel. So, for example, you know, protein, carbohydrates, fiber, um, those are macro, some macronutrients, healthy fats. Micronutrients are things like vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C. Our body can't create any of those. Our body can heal, our body can grow, our body can rebalance, but it can't create nutrients. So it's important we feed our body nutrients every day. Here's the other thing that's kind of interesting. A lot of people don't know, our body can only absorb nutrients from food. So when we buy, um, let's say packaged um, items where they say, oh, you know, Wonder Bread, you yeah. know, vitamin B12 added, guess what, it's artificial our body actually can't absorb that. It's not a nutrient our body can take care of. So when we nourish our bodies with food and we do it every day, our bodies are fueled for more success and less stress. And here's the thing, our body can not only not create nutrients, our body also can't store nutrients beyond a 24 hour cycle. So when we nourish our bodies every day, we stress less, we have more energy, more ability to focus, Here's the thing, though. It can be a little tricky because there's a lot of contradictory advice, right? Yeah. What to eat, what not to eat, blah, blah, all that. Um, Two simple tips. They're really simple. When you wake up in the morning, drink a glass of water first thing. That's when we're the most dehydrated. And when we're dehydrated, every single cell in our body has a hard time functioning. So drink a glass of water. Even better, if you really want to rock your uh, healthy body and your healthy energy, squeeze a little lemon juice in there. You may want to have some cut-up lemon wedges in, the, in advance something. Squeeze some lemon juice, drink a glass of water with lemon. Um, great way to hydrate. It also reduces the acidity, the toxicity in the body, one. Two, another just super simple thing, eat one more green veggie a day. Like, that's it. In the beginning, don't worry about, oh, I shouldn't eat this and that, blah, 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 my diet cook.
0: Awesome. I love that the tip with the water in the morning. Um, My husband is awesome at that. Like he's always been, you know, last, first thing in the morning and I've never been good at that. However, the last month I've been really intentional about that and I notice a huge difference in the morning. And I've actually started waking up at like 5 a.m. to get a workout in and to, to, um, to kind of have like me time. Before the kids wake up, so you know that glass of water in the morning is such an awesome way to get you to get your day started. In a real- I love it,
1: yeah. and for you for waking up earlier to give your time yourself that quiet time. That morning routine started doing a morning routine about oh, I don't know ten years ago, and it changes a little bit depending on what I need. That quiet time, that me time to start off the day with, brings me to a place of calm. I do some deep breathing, I do some um, tai chi drink the water, and ah, just like brings me into a calm, tranquil place that's less stressed, where I can come from much better all day long, because I know that I prioritize me first. Love that you're doing that.
0: Yeah, it really makes a huge difference, especially if you have young kids, and the first thing that happens when you open your eyes is you hear noise or somebody's jumping on you, or you have an emergency that you have to take care of, like it just starts your day so frantic. So if you have a little bit of extra time, you have that water, you have a quiet spot where you can just kind of like reflect, even just think for a couple moments without mm-hmm. having an external force, you know, there. Um, yeah. you. It really, it's great.
1: I love it, love it, so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, and what about tip number three? What else do you have for us here?
1: Okay, so tip number one was remember, be kind to yourself, conserve your energy, honor your energy. In other words, don't overextend, don't take on extra stuff you don't need to. Prioritize, remember you're very important. We don't want you to be depleted. Tip two is nourish your body, eat one more green veggie a day, drink some water in the morning. Tip number three, manage stress. Find a way to de-stress, because let's face it Dawn, we all have stress in our life, right? We all do. It's just a part of life. It's how we manage stress that makes the difference in terms of how it impacts our health. Because stress is the number one cause of disease in this country. Did you know
0: that? Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 80 to 90% of all illness and disease has an underlying yes, yes. component of stress. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yes. Now, Suzanne, one thing that I noticed with a lot of people mm-hmm. is that they don't think that they need to manage their stress yeah. because I think they've kind of accepted that this is just the way it is, right? Like mm-hmm. this is how I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be exhausted. Like teachers work hard. This is normal. So yes. do you have any advice to share with, with somebody who might be listening who's like, I don't really need to manage my stress or like I, I go to the gym for a little bit each day, or I go to the gym once a week, or I hang out with my girlfriends every Friday night. Like, what would you say to somebody who's like, I'm okay, like I have a way to manage stress and I'm fine.
1: I would be like rock and roll girlfriend and and guy friend. That's amazing, I'm so glad. And there are so many ways to manage stress. Hanging out with friends, huge. Laughing, something funny, getting goofy, watching a funny movie, huge. Music. Listen to your favorite songs. They might be quiet and calming songs or they might be upbeat, energizing songs. Beautiful. There's so many ways we can build into our system, build into our day that manages stress. But here's my favorite. Can I share it with you? Yeah. It works for everybody. You're going to feel better no matter what. I'm going to invite everybody to sit nice and tall in their seat or stand. And we're going to focus for a moment on our breath. Here's what we do in Tai Chi. We're going to find our center which is called the Dantian in Chinese. It is the center, the ocean of life energy. Take your left hand, place the thumb gently in your belly button and lay your palm on your abdomen. And then place the right hand on top. Now sit up tall. When we've done that, we're going to inhale through the nose like we're filling up a balloon underneath our hands. Inhale deeply. And exhale fully through the mouth so you can hear your breath. Breathe in through the nose, filling the center, out through the mouth to empty. Breathing in and out. Close the eyes if you'd like, listening to the sound of the breath. And what you may notice, if you can hear your own breathing, is that it sounds like the ebb and flow of waves on the beach. Breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth. We're breathing deeply to relax the body, quiet the mind, and smooth out our energy. Let's take one more deep breath together, and then open the eyes. How do you feel?
0: I loved it. I mean, I I always love uh, any type of breathing activity because mm-hmm. it's so rare that we're actually intentional about our breathing. It's yeah, so rare. I mean, we go through our day not even mm-hmm. thinking about our breath most of the time, right? So actually, quieting down to focus on breathing, it feels so good.
1: It's a huge gift we can give ourselves. It's a beautiful way to conserve our energy. It's a beautiful way to tune in to ourselves. And here's my favorite part. It's free. You don't pay a dime, right? You can do it anywhere. I mean, you don't have to tell someone. I'm going to be totally honest again. I do this in the line at the grocery store, right? You know those half-empty moments that are a little frustrating because you're rushing around, you're trying to get stuff done. Maybe we're online at the grocery store. Maybe we're on hold on the phone, right? Maybe we are in the car and there's a long red light. And those moments, we can actually shift our perspective on those moments and use them as opportunities to breathe deeply. Now, you don't have to put your hand on your center. You can just breathe in through the nose to fill your center. Exhale through the mouth to empty. And if you're standing in line at the grocery store, you don't even have to tell anyone you're doing it. And you know what, teachers, here's a cool one. You know those faculty meetings where you feel like, I've got a gazillion things to do, and this is a huge waste of my time. But you have to be there. I mean, we've all been there, right? You can use those times, Do you know you're paying attention, you're listening, you're smiling, but breathe deeply. No one has to know you're doing it. You're going to be taking care of yourself at the same time, and the stress and the tension is just going to melt away because the body's best, most effective way to relieve tension and release stress is to breathe deeply. Isn't that amazing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about breath in the community and um, there's just so many different ways that we can incorporate intentional breathing, mindful breathing, whatever you want to call it. But there are so many ways that we can bring this into our everyday routine where we're literally, we're not adding one thing to the to-do list and we're not doing anything that we're not already doing, right? We're just doing breathing a little bit better, right? We are, um, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? and being aware is the first step in really making a change in, in anything in our life. So mm. awesome tips. So if you had one last piece of advice to give anybody listening to this podcast, stressed out teachers, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like there's no balance in their life, they have no energy outside of work, what is the one piece of advice that you would that you would share with them that you think that if they started this right now yeah you know or maybe tomorrow morning right if yeah. they started this right away what would be the easiest thing in your opinion for them to do that's going to help move the needle a little bit closer to feeling better to managing stress better to having more energy great
1: question i love this question So here's what I would recommend, and you can do this anywhere, anytime. When you feel that tension, that stress, that, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed, consider that a signal, right? A signal telling you you need to breathe, right? It's something that's happening in your body, your life, your mind, your spirit, your schedule, internal, external, that tells you you need to breathe right now. Take it as a signal that you can use. Stop, recognize it, and take three deep breaths, Here's a really cool thing, Dawn, if I can share a little something special. Yeah. When we breathe, how we breathe influences how other people around us breathe. So here's a little insider tip from a Tai Chi instructor. Um, If you notice you're not breathing and you're with someone else, guess what? It may well be because they are not breathing. We subconsciously influence each other's breath. So when you're in a classroom or you're within faculty or with your parent, or whatever, and you feel tension, you know, you feel maybe some tightness in your shoulders, or you just feel like you're kind of clenching your jaw or whatever, take a few deep breaths. You don't have to tell the other person you're doing this. Just start breathing deeply. And what you're doing subconsciously for them is giving them a gift and encouraging them to breathe deeply too. As a matter of fact, if you have students who are dealing with some anxiety, maybe they are being tested, right? Or maybe it's you, you've got the superintendent coming in to observe you because you're looking for tenure, right? Whatever it is, take some deep breaths. You can even teach this to your kids if they're stressed about something, three deep cleansing breaths together. I'm going to tell you, it will change the energy in the room, it will change the energy in your body. It's the best thing you can do to improve your health anywhere, anytime, and you can keep it a secret or you can share whatever serves you better.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Suzanne, thank you so much for spending some time with me tonight to share these awesome tips. It's always a pleasure to bring really awesome guests into the community. So really grateful that you took the time to share with us. Oh, one last thing. Where can people find you to learn more about what you do? And I'll have all of these links in the show notes. But if somebody Mm -hmm. wants to find you, to reach out to you, to look into you know what you do, how can they find you? I have a
1: website I'd love to send it to because I have some freebies on there. I don't know about you. I'm all about freebies. I love freebies. You can go to, there's two websites. You can go to Tai Chi with or you can go to Suzanne Either one. Go to the Tai Chi link and you'll see a pop up where you can sign up for a freebie of a quick list, uh, checklist 10 ancient life hacks to make you stress less. And succeed more. These are 10 ancient Tai Chi Principles. Really brief, just a few words each. And I gotta tell you, start implementing those. It will be life-changing. So definitely go there, Tai Chi with Suze. You can also find me on Facebook, um Suzanne Jeffries or Tai Chi with Suze. I'd love to connect with you more and I love teachers. Bless all y'all who are out there helping kids, helping adults, making the world a better place. And Dawn, thank you. For allowing me to share with you in your community. I love what you're doing. If there's any way I can help you, please let me know.
0: Thank you so much, Suzanne. It was great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you. Bye now. Bye.
0: much for sticking around to the end. You are awesome! If you are a part of the CRT community, I know you're a person who values serving and helping others. If you found value in this episode, please share with one teacher who could use some extra support right now. When we join hands and work together, we can do way more good in this world. If you're not already in the Calm and Resilient Teacher Facebook group, make sure to join the conversation over there as we help teachers thrive and stay in the classrooms where they're needed most. Thanks again and see you soon.